passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Believe in Minnesota Football podcast hosted by your starting kicker of the Golden Gophers, Matthew Trickett, and me, Tony Lieber. Um, we are joined by a very special guest, um, the all-time winningest quarterback in Gophers football history, Tanner Morgan. How are we doing today? Hey, man, I'm doing elite. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's an honor to be on the podcast here. First ever guest. Hey, that's – I mean – I'm glad Trickett picked me, you know, I'm glad you guys picked me, you know, roommate, I, I'd hope I'd be, I'd be on the list. So. Yeah. So um, I feel like with you guys and the Gophers, a big theme of the off season was um, the return of Kirk Sharaka as offensive coordinator uh, from your point of view, I guess, was your guys's relationship at the start of the year? Like, did you just kind of pick up right where you left off or kind of how was that uh, re reconnecting with him? Uh, football wise and just socially I guess yeah I definitely think it was uh I mean picked up where it left off and I think it, it, it advanced pretty quickly um you know because we had known each other for a long time um you know seeing highs and lows together um and I you know I think too I I had matured a lot uh from you know 2019 which is the last year he was a coach so I was definitely more honest with things and, um, no, nah, it's been a great relationship and, um, you know, really looking forward to, to have him, uh, you know, for this last year and have him back with the Gophers for sure. Yeah. Were there like any major differences like schematically with the offense that you've noticed that he's added, uh, that were different from 2019 and uh, before that? Uh, I mean, you know, I can't really necessarily speak in, in, in depth on that. I don't think yeah. there's really a ton of, uh, you know, schematic uh, differences or changes. Um, you know, I think he he's a guy who uh, believes what he believes and uh, is willing to learn and adapt and change things. And, um, you know, I think he's he's learned a lot um, in the past two years. And, um, again, he's, I think, the smartest uh, offensive mind in college football, one of the smartest. And, um, he's a great communicator and teacher, uh, and the way he teaches us uh, allows us to see the game through his eyes, which makes a huge difference. Yeah, definitely. Um, so speaking of, you know, Soraka being there in 2019 and all, he knows a lot of the skill position players since Mo Crab have been around for quite some time now. How is he with mm -hmm. the new guys that – 
never knew him. Is there like any favoritism or how is he handling the relationships there? Yeah, I think there's no favoritism at all, um, you know, with him. Uh, I think he, he did a fantastic job of uh, being able to create relationships with uh, guys he, he didn't know before, um, you know, as soon as he got here um, and developing those relationships. And I think that goes a long way um, with the trust aspect. Uh, but he, I mean, he and our players on offense have done a great job of that, of developing that relationship together. Um, and I think it's been really cool for me to see because, um, you know, obviously we have a really good relationship and uh, seeing, um, you know, how the guys he hadn't coached before um, obviously respect him um, and have uh, deep and, and really good relationships with him. I think it goes a long way for us uh, as an offense and as a team. Yeah. Um. So, Another theme of the offseason, I feel like, was you, Mo, Crab, uh, John Michael Schmitz, all deciding to return for another season, uh, guys that you came into the program with. Um, so those are all names familiar to Gophers fans, obviously. Has there been someone in uh, camp this offseason that has, I guess, impressed you that uh, Gophers fans should uh, look out for that they might not already know? Yeah, yeah. Um... You know, I think for us um, offensively, you know, they're guys that have played before but uh, have continued to work and put in a ton of work in the offseason. We've gotten a lot better, um, you know, uh, in the skill position when you look at uh, Michael Brown-Stevens, um, Dalen Wright, Brevin Spanford, guys who have put in a lot of work, um, you know, and excited to see them go out and play uh, uh, this fall. But uh, they've, you know – uh, put in, again, I've said it three or four times now. Uh, it's not like it just happens overnight. Um, they they have, you know, worked from January until now and will continue to do so. And I think there's a lot of team that, that have done that, um, you know. And, and it, again, that gives you a, a chance to be successful this fall. But we still got a lot of work to do uh, leading up to this first game and, and throughout the season. Yeah, Definitely. So as you're talking about new emergers on the offensive side of the ball, um, with John Michael Schmitz being the only returner, starting returner coming back, um, what do you think the key to having success on the O-line is this year? Yeah, I mean, I think it, any key to success playing on the O-line is, uh, you know, playing together as a cohesive unit, five, six pieces playing together. Uh, as one um, and those guys are really tight um, they love each other uh, mess around with each other and, and have a deep relationship and so I think that goes a long way and it all comes down to details and you know they have a fantastic coach and, and uh, coach Callahan and uh, you know they play together as one uh, and that's what makes a huge difference and, and you know John and Axel are great leaders for those guys and uh, I think we have a lot of guys who have you know, been in this program and, and, you know, some who had, had just transferred in, but, um, you know, they're, they're all guys that play really, really hard. Uh, and that makes a big difference up front and position you're playing in football. Um, So you're obviously coming into your sixth year with the program, fifth year uh, as a contributor, I guess. Um, What was your biggest focus, I guess, in the off season for you to personally to improve on? Yeah. Um, Man, I think I had a lot. Um, but for me, it was, you know, 
deepening uh, the mastery of the system um, and what uh, Coach Straco, you know, is wanting to do uh, as an offense. And then, you know, being able to just play uh, very accurately and very confidently, which are all things that I've done, uh, but things that I needed to improve on. And, you know, just being accurate, um, you know, I think I'm, I'm, I'm an accurate quarterback. Um, uh, but I want to, you know, give guys the best chance to be successful and then catch it and then uh, go and make something happen. But, you know, I think that and then, um, you know, just continuing to, to hone in on fundamentals and, um, you know, stuff like that. But, again, it's, it's every aspect of it, physically, mentally, uh, emotionally as well. Um, and those things give you a chance to be successful in the fall. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking about, you know, your improvement, your mastery of the schematics and the Kurt Soraka's offense, um, what are your personal goals in this season or any team goals you want to share? Yeah, I don't – truthfully, I don't really have any personal goals. Um, and I know for some people that may be weird um, – you know, I want to be the best I can be. That's really all it comes down to. Um, I want to be the best I can be today uh, and then be a better version of myself tomorrow. Uh, and as a team, I think it all comes down to, you know, doing whatever we can to be successful um, this fall. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of things that we got to get better at and improve on for this season. Uh, so you're kind of obviously – uh, the leader of football team as a whole, and you're kind of one of the elder statesmen on the team. Um, I guess, like, even in the quarterback room, uh, how, is it weird for you sometimes really realizing you're now, like, a full-grown adult, you're married, and you got uh, Jacob Knuth in the room. He's 18, 19 years old. Yeah, man, it's definitely uh, it's definitely different. Um, the cool thing is we have guys, you know, that are, you know, in, in their sixth year as well, and guys who just got on campus. Uh, but it's fun. You know, for me, seeing the differences, uh, you know, socially and whatnot of uh, stuff that feels like forever ago for me that that I was going through. And, um, but it's cool. It's cool to, you know, uh, continue to, to learn from those guys, too, and uh, be able to, to, to mentor those guys any ways that I can. Um, uh, that's, you know, a big thing for me is, is helping them out in any way possible and. You know, Cole Kramer's engaged in our quarterback room too. So, two out of the four are engaged, are engaged or married. So it's definitely a little different uh, situation for sure. Um, so you've obviously been through a lot uh, in the program. Uh, now in your sixth year, what advice would I guess, if you were talking to your younger self when you were eighteen, nineteen, freshman coming in, what advice or what would you say to that younger version of yourself? Yeah, totally. I think the first thing I would say is uh, football isn't who you are. Uh, it's not your identity. Um, you know, I think playing this game is a privilege. And when you've wanted to do it for so long at this level, it can very easily become your identity. Um, when in reality, it's not. It's what you do. Uh, and again, it's a privilege to do this. It's a privilege to be a, a football player here at the University of Minnesota in the Big Ten Conference. Um, but it, it, it's not uh, who you are. Um, it might be what people identify you as for, you know, for right now and maybe for a while, but at the end of the day, it's not who I am. Um, so that's definitely the lesson I would tell myself, uh, you know, the younger version of myself. 
and things that I remind myself of to this day. So definitely. Yeah. And just speaking off of that, I mean, I think that's huge in the culture here about yeah. just becoming not just a better football player, but a better person, a better man, and succeeding in every aspect of your life, academically, socially, spiritually, just making sure you hit all those bases. Um, because yeah. like you said, everyone else is just going to identify you as a football player. You know, you come in as a four, three-star recruit, and that's how people know you initially. But um, that's one thing that I love about this program is you have leaders like Tanner being able to give advice like that to the younger guys and really help form them into a complete human being. No, I think, I think something else I would tell myself too is how important, you know, nutrition, like take it seriously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when I was younger, I feel like I look back at pictures of me from like 2018 when I first started playing, I was like, dude, you were so fat. Like, oh, my gosh, you were chunky. Um, so, so, yeah, nutrition is a big thing. When it's, we have a lot of great resources here, but uh, clearly, um, you know, that's something that I would have taken more – not taken more seriously, but, uh, you know, been more informed on and, edu- and more educated uh, when I was a younger player. Yeah, so um, you're – obviously a starting quarterback at a major university and a lot of people have a lot of things to, I guess, say about you on Twitter um, and other social media. So how yeah. I guess do you handle not listening to those things? Cause at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter for you. So like, how do you not pay attention to that? Yeah, bro. I don't have it on my phone. Um, I don't. Um, that's the only way you can go about it. Truthfully. Um, otherwise you're going to see it. People are going to tag you and stuff. Um, uh, Four nine nine with three followers is going to message you. And, uh, the guy who bet on the game who lives in New York is going to be pissed off that the line didn't hit. He <laughs> of scored, you know. So, and again, like I love that people love college football, uh, and the fan aspect of it makes it, you know what it is uh but you, you just can't can't listen to it truthfully um you know my wife has my social media stuff on on her phone and so if i needed to tweet something out or instagram something i'll send it to her uh and she could do it but i i won't have it on my phone i won't have it on my phone until january so yeah it's incognito for the season man that's that's the way to do it right there. Oh, I, how, I guess how do you handle it, all, Matt? Um, yeah, so I'm not, you know, as serious as Tanner about it. I don't have as many things popping up on my phone. Um, Everyone likes to bash yeah. the kicker, though, sometimes. Oh, no doubt. They love oh, that. Without a doubt. And I've, you know, from games last season, I've gotten plenty of DMs about missed kicks and whatnot. Um, but sometimes you just look at them and laugh because people don't understand or see the full picture, uh, of what really happens. And, you know, they don't know the offensive scheme, what you're trying to do in a certain play or, you know, they see what they want to see. And you just have to remember that. And me and some of the other guys, you know, 
take in those DMs. You just look at it, you laugh, shake it off, and uh, just you know have to remain neutral a lot of times with your headspace about it. Uh, stay neutral, baby. So, yep. you can- so I was talking to uh, Matt before, kind of his whole like game week routine and stuff. You guys are obviously now preparing for uh, New Mexico State. Um, I guess for you specifically, Tanner, um, like what, what's your normal like game day routine? So like when Thursday comes around, uh, obviously going to have a night kickoff, but like uh, what, what, what does your day look like as starting quarterback of the Gophers? Yeah, for sure. Uh, the day of the game, um, you know, we talk about preparing through the event, um, but truthfully all the work's done throughout the week. So, you know, uh, for me, I, you know, wake up for the game and it's a little different, you know, if you're playing 11 or noon kick, uh, compared to a night game. So, um, you know, definitely get uh, a great night's sleep the night before, um, go to bed early. You know, as soon as we, uh, are able to go to bed, it's, you know, put the phone down, you know, take the melatonins, put the, put the eye mask on and knock out. Um, and then when I wake up, uh, I like to, to get in the word of God uh, and, and pray um, and really just neutralize myself uh, before that. And then, you know, for a night game, we'll have, you know, breakfast and you know, I'll have a nice cup of Joe in the morning uh, with Brekkie. Um, you know, it's just one of life's great pleasures. Uh, but, but the thing is when, when we're at the meetings, I'm always studying my notes. So we'll have, you know, like a call sheet, um, some pictures that I've asked people to print out. Uh, of their different looks and then, you know, some different things. Uh, but I'm always studying those and going through the game in my mind and um, thinking about throws, visualizing myself making throws, what the defense might bring, um, you know, visualizing all that stuff and what I'm going to do on this play versus this and that. Ooh, boom, boom, boom. Um, and just constantly having that conversation with myself. Uh, and then, you know, really we have the different things and, uh, you know, a night game, I'll uh, take, you know, 20 or 90 minute nap, uh, do my best to fall asleep. But sometimes it's hard to, to nap on game days, truthfully. Uh, but on an eight o'clock kick, you definitely got to find a way to, to get at least 20 minutes in. And then before a team meal, I'll, uh, I'll take a, you know, a turn a nice hot shower on, sit down. Um, and I really just close my eyes and visualize the throws visualize the plays, um, you know, I'm throwing this to the field, boom, ah, boom. Visualize what the stadium's going to feel like, um, you know, my emotions, what my emotions are going to be. Then we get to the stadium, um, immediately get to, well, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff, basically. We get to the stadium, uh, I go out, I listen to a certain playlist, uh, do my certain activation stuff, throw certain throws that I need to throw, a couple of deep balls, uh, get my body activated, go back in, uh, get all my gear ready and prep to put on, but I don't put it on yet. Um, go back and get uh, RPR activated by our training staff. And then uh, it, there'll be a certain time before kick where I listen to three or four songs uh, that remind me of who I am, get me ready to go. Uh, and I just listen to those songs, eyes closed, lock in, and I uh, got my shoulder pads on and everything on, uh, which I always use a certain strength coach to put my shoulder pads on because 
things are a hassle to put on, dude. Um, and I listen to those songs, go out, warm up. We come back and have a couple of minutes, and I listen to the, uh, one song, um, and then boom, it's time to go. Yeah, I feel like uh, that's kind of what part part of what makes football such a cool sport. Because even like back when I played in high school, I feel like everyone just has a different routine. Uh, what 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 they're ever doing before the game to get in the zone, and right. yeah, I think that's what's interesting. Yeah, it's definitely cool to see different guys doing their personalities. Um, what works, you know, more laid back guys. Um, or got you know guys who are rapping out lyrics and stuff, and just bumping music for like all day. Um, but everybody's locked in and zoned in, um, and it just might look different for different people. Yeah. Um. So speaking of you know the music you listen to, I'm I know from experience, you, you know, you're not one of those guys that's just blasting rap music. Um, <laughs> you said you wanted it to remind you of who you are. Um, yeah. You want to drop any song titles? Yeah, dude. So my playlist before the game is called WW, which is what I put on my wristbands. It stands for worship first and win. Uh, but the big W is worship. So when you're out there, you know, it's an opportunity to worship God. And, you know, every day we have in life is an opportunity to worship God. Um, so uh, the last song I listened to is – let me get the exact title. It's called – let me just pull my playlist up real quick. <laughs> um, Who You Say I Am by Hillsong Worship. Um, and that's just a great reminder of exactly who I am, right? Um, mm-hmm. That, you know, I'm set free by the Father. Um, and then I have – uh, the song, another elevation worship song called Echo, uh, Crowns and Thorns, which is a song by KB, who's a Christian rapper. Um, and then I have one, uh, just called Confidence from CS Lit, and then uh, Refiner by Maverick City Music. But the, the last song I listen to is Who You Say I Am. Uh, those others are just you know, good mixes, and um, again, it's I'm not defined by a win or a loss. Um, I'm defined by God and, and being a child of God. So that allows me to play freely. And so that's why. Yeah, I think that's obviously a terrific mindset to have. But um, so we mentioned you obviously are a lot different from when you came into the program. Um, you've been through a lot um, physically on the field, off the field. Uh, you kind of went through it all, though, with uh, P.J. Fleck. You've almost been the you've been the main quarterback for as long as he's been here with the Gophers. Um, I guess how close have you guys gotten from the time that you committed when he was still at Western Michigan um, to the time now? Yeah, I mean, I think we have a fantastic relationship. Um, and, you know, we've known each other for eight years now. So it's kind of crazy, unique for- uh, for a coach quarterback tandem. Um, but we have a great relationship, you know, cause you know, we can relate to a lot of things together. Um, you know, he's taught me a lot, uh, mentors me through so many things, leadership, how to be a better player, um, how to be a better man. And so I think, you know, we have a great relationship and, um, you know, it, it just only gets better uh, throughout the years, which has been awesome for me. Uh, to be here and I'm really appreciative of him and just everything that that he's done for me and everything I've learned from him. 
Um, so you, uh, what's your favorite uh, memory that you've had since you've been at the Gophers? Specific game, specific play, uh, moment? Man, that's a tough question. Yeah, I uh, imagine, but. You know, probably one of my favorite moments, you know, I have a lot, um, would be uh, beating uh, Wisconsin this year um, or the, the past year. Yeah. And, you know, just all the hard work that had gone into it. You know, we had just lost two games in a row. Um, and the way that our team, you know, battled in and locked in uh, to win that game. How did we lost two games in a row, Tricky? Uh, I believe so because – What about Iowa? No, no, no. It was, I, it was Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, and then – yeah, you're right. You're right. We had yeah. the Indiana in between, but it, it felt like we had lost two games. Yeah, we had, you know, faced a lot of adversity, you know, found a way to win that game and, and come in together. And, um, you know, obviously I love when the fans are on the field and rush the field, but uh, it was such a great moment for me because um, after the game, I just uh, – I actually went to the locker room and, and just prayed, um, just thank God because uh, – you know, I was just so thankful for everything he had brought me through that year. Uh, you know, cause it was a tough year for me. And, I, you know, just had a very grateful heart. And so that, you know, means a lot to me for sure. Yeah. Oh, you, you got anything left for, for Tanner? Trick it? I do. One last one. Um, so, obviously, your sixth year here. Um, yeah. you've seen a lot of ups and downs, a lot of great teams. Um, what sets this team apart from any other team that you've been the leader of? Yeah. Um, connected team connectivity. Um, guys believe in themselves very deeply, believe in this, team. um, and guys love each other and are willing to sacrifice for each other on uh, what it's really what it all comes down to. So, Again, we got a lot of work to do. You know, season's just beginning. It's just starting. Um, but, you know, what makes this team different is how close we are. Um, and people are fully committed, you know, to being the best we can be. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I got one more question for you. Uh, you have been here for six years. You've Your name is now uh, in the record books on multiple different areas. Uh, kind of, I guess, a pretty big question, but what do you hope uh, people, I guess, remember you for as a quarterback of the Gophers? What do you hope your legacy is with the program? Yeah, man. Um, you know, I want to be a guy that uh, left the situation a lot better than he found it um, and showed people, you know, what it's like uh, inside of our program uh, to go about your business uh, but also to uh, serve others uh, really well. And, you know, I hope that my legacy is uh, bigger than, than football and wins and losses. Um, you know, it's cool to be – it is. It's really cool to, to you know, be the, the winningest quarterback in, in uh, you know, recorded history or whatever so far. Um, and that – like, I'm not going to lie, that's very cool and that's an absolute honor with all the, the great players that have been here. Um, but I want my legacy to be deeper than wins and losses. 
Um, you know, but I, I want to be the guy that brings a championship back to Minnesota too. Um, I want to be part of that team and that's what it comes down to. But, but again, I want it to be deeper than, than wins and losses or anything like that. Um, it's just about being a person who left it better than he found it. Um, and showed people what it was like to serve others. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I got one more last question. But uh, so looking ahead this week on Thursday, uh, New Mexico State, uh, there's obviously a lot of uh, off the field stuff, on the field stuff that people are talking about on social media. I know you're not on there, um, but there's definitely gonna people on your team that are looking at it and hearing all the stuff. So how um, do you as a leader – and just as a team as a whole, uh, try to make sure that doesn't seep into your game plan at all and you're just treating it as another opponent. Yeah, well, well, we know that anybody can beat us. We know that New Mexico State, if we're not at our best, will beat us on Thursday night. Uh, and that's what it comes down to is we have to be ready to play a football game. Uh, it's not really about what people are, are saying about it, but we have to be ready to go, um, be locked in and ready to the game plan and uh, ready to go play ball. Um, and I think our guys know that. And you know, we've experienced that and learned those lessons from the past. So, uh, you know, they've played a game already too and, uh, you know, have a lot of really good players and, and great coaches. So we have to be ready to go in and, and, and uh, go to work. That's what it all comes down to and give ourselves the best chance to be successful on Thursday night. Yeah. Well, if if Matt's got nothing else for you, that's uh, all – all I think I got for you today. Um, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to hop on the podcast and uh, looking forward to seeing you and Matt both on the field Thursday night. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on, fellas. Honored to be the first guest. Of course. Thank you, Tanner. Uh, you got it, boys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.